Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We wish you a Merry Christmas. No, we, what if, well, no, Merry we Christ- don't wish you James, a Merry Christmas. it's the time of the year when Christmas oh, is upon Oh, my goodness. Us. Christmas comes earlier every year. Next, it's going to be hot yeah, cross I know. buns in the store. It should come even earlier. I love the carols. I love the lights. I love the decorations. I love the two early Christmas trees up in the shopping centres. I'm very excited. I love the way that you don't have to go to a shopping centre anymore for Christmas. You can just, like, buy stuff online. Then you have to elbow an old lady off a balcony. <laughs> To get to the last Yeah, you're whatever. that kind of person. You're the Grinch of Christmas. The gr- As I've said to you before, the Grinch of Christmas <laughs> is just the Grinch. You can apply that to other things. You could say you're no. the Grinch of sports. You're the Grinch of eating well, red apples. Right. You're the Grinch of life, specifically <laughs> Fine, Christmas. <laughs> anyway, I'm Claire, you're James, and yes. this is a podcast about recommending you things to watch, read, and listen to. That's right. What have you got for us this week, Grinch of all things, <laughs> you fucking grub? Jesus. <laughs> I oh don't my usually goodness. start the show like this. I'm sorry, listeners. That's okay. Anyway, get on with it, mate. Uh, the first thing I thought we, uh, I could talk about. I um, am sorry. That was forceful. I'm okay, Claire. Look, the thing about me is, the thing about the Grinch is, it's got a very small heart. Miserable and angry all the time. Or, or you doesn't have he come a, good? a soul that's black and a heart of rocks. Doesn't he come good at the end? Wasn't that the point of the I Grinch? I think he does, yeah. Great. I'm waiting. Well, One day. I just knocked the mic It's not well. happening. I'm not doing that. So, okay. So, the first thing I want to talk about, look, we're probably going to do a big episode on this on uh, The Weekly Planet, my other, pod- my other more successful podcast. Oh, um, it's... But it's Watchmen, the TV series. Success uh, doesn't equal quality. That's true, but in this case it doesn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. You are on fire, Claire, for things that you find funny that hurt my feelings this week. That's my favourite. That's uh, the whole basis of our marriage. Uh, so the Watchmen, the TV series, it's a sequel to the 1986 Alan Moore graphic novel. It's not a sequel to the movie uh, it's not a sequel to all the other weird spin-off stuff that's been going on. I, I, you probably haven't you haven't read many comics. I'm assuming you haven't read Watchmen, one of the seminal. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's called one of the greatest pieces of literature I've of all time. Asterix. Not the same. I've read a little bit of Tintin. Yeah, again, these are not relevant to what I'm talking about today. Uh, Damon Lindelof, who you know from Lost, yes. but uh, which I'm not a fan of because of the way they just spun their wheels until they went, I don't know, they went to heaven, whatever the fuck, get it out of here. It was great for the first few seasons. I think it had a lot of good ideas and it was cast really well, but uh, they were clearly spinning their wheels. But then he did The Leftovers, which was like three seasons, but it was really tight and made sense and it told this really concise story. So he's, he's very talented and Watchmen seems to be headed in that particular Direction. Famously, this um, the Watchmen, Watchmen has been said to be unfilmable, even though it was filmed as a movie. It's a fair shot. The movie we recently did. I a really enjoyed garbage. that. I movie. think. Look, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff in it. Uh, I think even if you'd seen that, you'd probably get this show, or maybe you wouldn't even really need to, because there's mm-hmm. there's only kind of one key element that's changed from the comic, which I won't spoil. Which um, it's in that movie. It involves a giant squid. But anyway, oh, that's one of my scariest creatures. I'll quickly, I'll quickly spoil the ending of Watchmen though. But you should read it. Okay, okay. spoiler. Yeah, spoiler for this, alert. For this, the giant squid eats everybody, and not then exactly. ev- and then there's one man watching. No, called so the Watchman. <laughs> Wouldn't it be Watchman? Wouldn't it be Watchman, not Watchman? 
I thought it was Watchmen. No, it's Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> there is a Watchman in it because there's a guy who repairs watches who, be- oh. who becomes the blue guy who turns into a god. Anyway, in the movie, the, wa- the world is on the brink of nuclear war in this alternative 1986 when Nixon is still president and Russia and the US are going to destroy each other, right? All right, that, that sounds very familiar. Yeah, it is. To well, the existence yeah. we're living now. It's basically, it's basically if the Cold War had have kept going, right, and All Nixon right. just kept getting re-elected, like beyond his two terms. I see. Okay? So in the movie, what, uh, what Oz, Ozymandias does, who's, the, who's a good guy slash villain, he causes this giant explosion and makes it in New York and makes it look like Dr. Manhattan, the blue guy, right? But yes. in the comic, what he does, he genetically creates this squid that's made to look like an extra dimensional being and drops it into the middle of New York dead and it kills a bunch of people through through the teleportation. So people around the world unite around this common enemy, this alien race, which is not coming. Because it's actually just a giant genetically engineered yes, squid. but it's made. Dead one. It's, yeah, but it's. in. There's a dead one at the Melbourne Museum in a fish tank. There, you can swim with it. It's really, it's really fun. You but can't. No, you can't. Don't touch yeah, it. Gosh. But so the idea is that the world is then united. But then I there's, see. but then it kind of gets out that maybe this thing was, isn't, isn't real. So cut to the modern day and it's basically, it, it's an extent, it's not our world today. It's an extension of that world in 1986 where all those things happened. And, and there's a lot of like issues that it, that's, that it covers today, including like white supremacy and gun control and police accountability and things like that. There are some characters from the original comic that show up and they're now, you know, 60, 70 years old plus, right? So they were originally, you know, these crime fighting yeah. caked crusade And hang on, people. this is a TV show. It's a TV this series. This is not yeah. the comic. No, but it is made an extent- by the guy who did Lost. Yes, but it but it is a sequel to the comic. Like it's based off the world of the comic because right. the comic and the movie are different enough where, yeah, where it, it makes more sense that it's based off the comic. Though, I see. So basically, look, you probably don't need to know any of that going in because or any of it at all. Snooze, boring. Oh my god, it's actually a really <laughs> excellent show. I mean, it's only three in us of so far. No, it actually uh, does sound really interesting. Uh, I'm and just I think if you enjoy, today. like, if you like, you know, like your Game of Thrones and you know, I, I don't know, if you like your high quality kind of HBO kind of fantasy sci fi television, Zena, Warrior Princess. No, it's not like that. That's well, that's better than Hercules, I guess. Uh, I Correct. think. Anyway, I, yeah. I like Lucy Laws. But Me look, too. And I, again, we're probably going to come back to it. But as of so far, it's probably the best follow-up slash adaptation that we've had of The Watchmen so far. As Ooh. Again, we're three in, so it's very early days. Sure. But it's, it shows a lot of promise and it's a beautiful show and it's really intriguing but in the best way. It doesn't seem to just ask questions and then – and then kind Say, of forget about whatever, it. don't worry about it. It seems to be like there's little like interesting things like the cops in this because they were attacked a few years prior. They say forget about it. They don't say forget about it. They're now give me a pizza. They're now, ugh, they're now hail they're, me a cab. It's not it's set in New York. It's not set in New York. <laughs> I thought you said it was set no, in New York. No, the first one was set in New York. Uh, <laughs> this one is not. But now the police wear masks, so it's the idea of well, they're kind of they're hidden from pub, the public, so the, they can't come to their house. But at the same time. Is there less accountability if you're a masked police officer? Oh. So it's that kind. Of, and then so we've got also white supremacists who are also wearing masks, like the Rorschach mask. I don't know if you remember that character from the first one. We've kind of adopted this twisted ideology of what he believed in. And it's just this it's this interesting idea behind vigilant, vigilanteism. And but then the comic was that oh. it was hinted that Robert Redford was going to run for president and he got in and he's just been president for 30 years. Oh, so I like Ro- Robert Redford. Yeah, Robert Redford's quite 
politically active, so it was it kind of made sense at the time, and it still does now. That um, as the actual actor, he's not playing in, himself. Uh, there's images of him, but he hasn't shown up as of yet. I don't think he's. But in he's it playing at all. himself, though. He's not in it, but there's like images of him. As, act, the yeah, actor so Robert. The Redford. actor Robert Redford is yeah. the president. Yes, the actor Robert Redford is the you. president. He's great in stuff. Now. He's great in everything. He's terrific. That really amazing um, book that I read, and now I can't remember what it's called, and it's also a Netflix series. And it's about aging and it's an older couple. Really Our good. Souls at Night. Our Souls at Night, I which is hilarious because if you say it fast, it sounds like Our Souls at Night. It does sound like <laughs> Our Souls at Night. But it's actually a really touching romantic film about love at an older age. Yeah. And the book is excellent reading. Oh, but I'm going to check this out. The Netflix out. show is really beautiful. Really? It kind of makes you cry. It's about love and cool. It's great. It's a little bit like an extended version of a modern love. Yeah, okay. You know the show we talked yeah, sure, about yeah. on Amazon no. Prime? Well, one of my favourite movies is, I mean, of a lot of people's, is Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which is a Robert Redford film. And the Sundance Film Festival, which is started by Robert Redford, is named after that movie ah. um, as well. And, yeah, so anyway, uh, check out Our Souls at Night. I guess that's what we're talking about now. <laughs> no, The Watchman. <laughs> I would say, yeah, Watchman. Yeah. Watchman. Watchman. The Watchman. The Watchman. Okay, no, I genuinely think that sounds great. I'm sorry I made fun of you. It's just I'm in a fun mood for making fun of you. Well, today. I'm in a fun mood for being respectful, <laughs> which is what I bring to this podcast. <laughs> Respectfulness and just general grumpiness. It's true. Grinch of the Sunday household. Other than assholes at night, which is excellent recommendation. <laughs> I love saying that's so funny because the movie's so serious and heartfelt. Anyway, I think assholes at night are pretty serious. <laughs> yeah, bad. only at night time though. During the day, they like to have a few laughs. It's a little quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Laugh, what, laugh. Is, what are you doing today? That was an no, I know what you're doing, but like, what, what's happening? I had some ice cream before we went on oh, there. Oh, okay. I've had a sugar high. Well, Sorry. I'm on a very much a sugar low. I need yeah. a nap. I could tell. <laughs> I know. You've aged a thousand years mm. in one day. Okay, my recommendation is actually quite serious, but excellent. It's a book called She Said. It's written by New York Times reporters Jody Cantor and Megan Tui. The two were responsible for breaking the sexual harassment story. That helped ignite a movement. And the story I'm talking about is the Harvey Weinstein story. And the movement is, of course, the Me Too movement. Yes. So we've gone from a comic book to something important, James. Watchmen's important. It's got social commentary, Claire. I know, actually, comic books are great and important. Anyway. It's also a graphic novel. Okay. Well, this I've been so excited to read this book mm. and I couldn't put it down. It kind of almost reads like a thriller, even though you know what happens. So the first half of the book just – Well, it's cro- not over yet. No, it's still not over yet. Yeah. I know. The first half of the book kind of opens with them – just looking at potentially doing this story and Megan Tui had just kind of been burnt 
from looking at the Donald Trump story. So she was the one that was responsible for breaking open the grab me by the pussy, sorry for anyone with little E's listening, Mm. story as well as all of the sexual kind of harassment and assault allegations against Donald Trump. What? There's more than one. I know. And she had been sort of really harassed by the public um, and just had had this really kind of harrowing experience of even having Donald Trump call her and be really aggressive towards her on the phone and threatening over Twitter and all kinds of things. Yeah. And so she was really reticent to take up this story of Harvey Weinstein, A, because she wasn't even sure whether or not it would become a story and B, because she was really nervous about the backlash that would happen. And Jodie Cantor, I guess, was the same, but they decided to embark on it and it's just incredible because so often these kind of stories never see the light of day for legal reasons. Well, there was, I don't know if you saw on Twitter today, but Jeffrey Epstein is uh, was trending because the ABC had a story from three years ago that had a lot of evidence towards Bill Clinton and uh, Prince Andrew that would make, and they killed the story. Wow, because it just, couldn't be corroborated? Well, or? no, because the person in charge is like, nobody cares about Jeffrey Epstein, but it's also like, is this some massive conspiracy and, and oh, whatever? And, and, look, and did Epstein kill himself? Spoiler alert. Definitely fucking not. So. Yeah, but that is that true? Is that proven? Definitely no, there's not? a there's a leaked clip of this woman saying like a, an ABC news reporter. She's saying we had this story three years ago and we, we got threatened by the palace for all sorts of legal actions and we ended up uh, killing killing. Yeah, it. but what? Anyway, what, sorry. Yeah. But Jeffrey Epstein, who for anyone who doesn't know, was a billionaire, a who, billionaire pedophile. Yeah, and who, who was who in charge of a pedophile, pedophile ring, ring and yeah. then went to jail and died in jail. Yes, and the theory was all the. The sort of statement that's come out is that he committed suicide. He committed suicide with the cameras off while two guards were asleep. Yeah, and he was previously on suicide watch. Yeah, because well, this what this woman says that two. This is not the time for this, I guess. But two weeks earlier, they said that he had an attempted suicide attempt. But there was a rumor that well, what she said. I, again, I, I've only just seen this that somebody was somebody inflicted that on him to make it look like he was going to attempt suicide. And look, it does seem very convenient that he hasn't been able to go to court to talk about all of the things There's that way he too was many doing. people like even hinted at involved in this that like the chances of him being killed are, yeah I mean or committing what suicide. are the what are the yeah. I mean come on I know I mean look and who knows we don't know for sure all of this is allegedly I'd like to say allegedly 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 however anyway let's go back yeah, to sorry, she sorry, says yeah. so all of that was really interesting and then Megan happened to be reporting when Hillary Clinton lost the election. Mm. And so they started this investigation on the backdrop of Trump being elected as president, mm. which is also a really interesting time. Sure. Anyway, really, they started with nobody, with nothing. They had kind of r- vague rumors and links to Harvey over time and some kind of evidence of um, settlements being made to him, but it was all yeah. very blurry and nothing concrete. It was, and you kind of, it was in the. Atmosphere, and I guess, like yeah. people, like I'd people heard, made, said rumors heard that he's like and, a dog of a bloke and whatever. You like, not that I'd hear from anybody, but you hear from people online and whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. That it was kind of and, like an open secret in Hollywood yeah. that you just don't be alone with Harvey. Yeah. But I think the culture in Hollywood was so prevalent with actresses being treated horribly and being forced into situations, particularly sexual situations they may not have wanted to be in, that it was almost accepted as just kind of this thing that was just a a downside of the industry for women. And so one of the pivotal people um, who really stepped up was Ashley Judd. Yes. Because really the story needed a big name to start the ball rolling 
And in order for them to get Ashley to talk, there was so much that they did with her. She's so interesting. She's an activist. Just looking at her, the strength of her character was really, really interesting. And she'd gone back to uni and looked at gender studies and looked at leadership and was really um, active in fighting for women's rights in lots of different situations. So her story arc is so fascinating. And when she decides to go public and have her name in the paper and in the story that they finally break, you just want to give her a big bunch of flowers and cry and hug her and because it's just such a risk that she was taking. Mm. She's really interesting too. She doesn't follow her any comments and stuff online and one, when the story broke, she just went by herself camping in the wilderness. So she had no idea. She had no reception. She had no idea what the take was of the story, what was going to be the fallout or anything. It was really, really interesting And then women that were affected, it was just such an incredible amount of journalism and um, journalistic integrity and the the level that they went to to corroborate every woman's story, to get people to trust them, to find people who were working in the 90s in his offices who who were um, the subject of harassment and rape in certain situations and then to get these women to go on record when they also discovered that Gwyneth Paltrow had a story that they previously had no idea because she was seen as Harvey's golden girl. They had no idea that she actually had her own story. So when she – and she ummed and art about being in the first story and in the end she was in the middle of a jade egg goop scandal and so decided – But the second story after Ashley Judd had been so brave and the other women in that story as well came out – she then told her story. But what was interesting is that Harvey was also um, threatening Gwyneth and kind of turning up at her house and things because he'd actually, as it sort of comes out in the book, and I won't spoil all of it, there's so much great journalism and this isn't really a secret, that it turned out that he'd been using Gwyneth as an example to say to women, if you sleep with me, if you massage me, if you do all those horrible things in my hotel room, I can make you a star just like Gwyneth because that's yeah. what she did to get there, which is totally not true. Mm. Anyway, it's it's just so complex and kind of heartbreaking but also really satisfying to see that justice had actually been brought and the number of settlements. His company have so much to answer for. They knew what was going on. It was such a clear pattern and there were so many like millions of dollars worth of company money was being spent on keeping women quiet and even the legal system is set up to kind of silence victims. So you have this settlement but then – you have the settlement, but only if you stay silent. When yeah. really you should be paid and able to yeah, say of course, and, yeah. and have your justice and and tell your story. So Definitely. anyway, such a great book. I can't recommend highly enough. The second half of the book looks at Christine Blasey Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, which was really interesting and her statement and how she ended up kind of coming to speak forward about her experiences as a teenager against who Brett Kavanaugh, Brett Kavanaugh and um he became part of the Supreme Court anyway. Yeah, good stuff. System works. But she really, but she just the length that she had to go to, and her team had to go to to get her to end up on that stand. She yeah. had never anticipated having to do that, and in a lot of ways, her life was completely destroyed and upended. And so, to, and also, like to what end now at this point? The thing about that is as yeah. well, like you can have you can defend that guy. That's entirely up, up to you because they didn't really look into it. Like it wasn't properly screened, like at all. You know what I mean? That was an inquiry, but that was more of a that w- that was just a, more like a job interview in the public than yeah. anything else. Like they haven't looked into that 
properly at all. I mean, and it is really hard because it happened so long ago when they were teenagers. So there's a lot of kind of he said, she said of stuff it is, going yeah. on. But, they, but think, it's worth exploring though is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. There is this beautiful moment at the end of the book when they're all, all the women who or a lot of the key women who came forward for the Harvey Weinstein story and Christine Blasey Ford are in Gwyneth Paltrow's, like a beautiful house of Gwyneth Paltrow's and they all kind of share their stories and do a group interview. And it's so interesting. But Christine says, and they do come out with this kind of conclusion that even though Brett Kavanaugh still became part of the Supreme Court and the fact that Christine came out allowed so many more women to tell their stories. Yes. And you really and that was part of what Harvey Weinstein and coming out against him mm. was that it emboldened more and more women to say, this is how my experience, this is how I feel. And so, you know, you you have to your walls don't just crumble in a day. You have to chip no. chip away. Anyway, I'll stop banging on. I really recommend that's reading really interesting, it. Yeah. It's a really fascinating read. So that's my recommendation. Well, that's an excellent recommendation, Claire, and Thank I have you. nothing negative to say about it because, excellent. again, I greatly respect you and I greatly respect the process of Suggestible, the podcast. <laughs> now, we um, we went to New Zealand for five days. Whoop, whoop. We were kind enough to be invited Child by free. friends of ours. Oh, my God, it's a dream come true. I know. hope you never listen to this, but it was the best week of my and life. And Queenstown no. particularly. We Queenstown, flew yeah. straight direct there. Yeah. It's just such a beautiful place We've to go. We've been there before. We went there for our honeymoon. But, we um, did. So but just, to qu- just for a trip away from Australia, it's super easy to get to. It's so easy. It's like a little like chunk of Europe and Switzerland. It's just amazing. And it's just, and it's like Australia in yeah, a lot of ways because I can is. drive on the same side of the road Correct. and everybody understands Last me. time we were there, you jumped off a giant thing into a canyon bungee yes, jumping I did. we didn't do anything like that what was your favorite part of the trip well i was one i wanted to talk about a thing to recommend is a board game uh which we played do you want to name the people that we went with i guess it's jamila risby Riz- who is a friend of ours yes correct uh, and who, her partner and yeah they're yeah. all very awesome maxi and nick amazing yeah. what did they play what did so they play? Th- they've been talking about this game secret hitler which is a game developed it's a board game which normally i'm against because the reason i don't really like board games is because i find often when i'm at a bad thing people will pull out a board game and i'm like this is going to make this bad thing even <laughs> even worse can't we just talk and drink or something you know what i mean but anyway <laughs> this game it's developed by goat wolf and cabbage Okay, excellent name already. Uh, This is the description. It's a fast-paced game of deception and betrayal as secret envelopes from five to ten players are handed out. And basically the idea is that it's set in 1930s Germany. Players are divided into two teams, liberals and fascists. Uh, You don't really know uh, who's who. The fascists know who the fascists are. The liberals don't know who's a a liberal and who's, and who's, who's pretending. And the idea is to kind of make people distrust other people and try and figure out who the fascists are. Uh, in particular, who Hitler is and the idea. Now, it sounds kind of comp- complicated. And when I heard the description of it, I'm like, that's, you know, what, so how does this exactly work? But it's basically incredibly s- simple. All you could do is put down a series of cards. And if you put down the most fascist cards, you win. If you put down the most um, the, uh, liberal, liberal cards, cards the liberals win. You, you win. That, that's mm. essentially the idea. It's easier, obviously, if you play it. But the idea is that you need to figure out who, who, the, who the other people are. Yeah, it's are. kind of like poker without all the confusing yeah. like cards. So if you're excellent at lying and accusing people, <laughs> then you probably... Which you turn out to be amazing at. The first time, like first round we played ever, you pulled out Hitler and somehow pulled it off and oh, it won Hitler. the game. Yeah. It was I mean, really... I had help. Like, Jamila was, was also in my that team at that time, so, which, yeah, which helped. But... Yeah, it's a really excellent board game and it's I think it's a really fun one to play with friends or even people you don't know well because you end up just standing up and going, 
you're a fascist. Like you just, you just yell <laughs> you at the people. Really but the thing is you don't really know. So you've got to be watching people's poker faces. Some people are more obvious than others because when they're, when they're liberals, they're busy accusing other people. When they're fascists, they're kind of really quiet and being like – and kind of like shifty-eyed. And, you know, so it just yeah. depends on how you approach it. But anyway, it's – it's really great. Uh, it's, it's also a really beautifully designed game. Like they've got like it's like wooden cards and beautiful boards and and like artistry kind of on it. It's and it's very simple. Like there's not a lot of moving pieces or anything like that. It's really straightforward. And I just think Secret Hitler is just like a really fun party game to kind of give a go. And again, I, especially I've, when you go away with friends, yeah, definitely, it's a great yeah. game for that so or a dinner party game too. As someone who's highly skeptical skeptical of board games, this was great. And, and you can have lots of players. Yeah, like you, you can, can have, have up to ten. ten. Yeah, yeah we, ten. we had six, I think. Yeah, yeah, which was really fun. So, yeah, look, I definitely recommend it. So, um, Excellent. Yeah, and as someone who does not like board games at all, especially Monopoly, which sucks. He's usually the Grinch of board games. I am the Grinch of board games. I will accept that. But not the Grinch of Hit- Secret Hitler. No, which is a great game. What's it's next, awesome. Claire? All right, well, I recommend uh, Secret Hitler too. I loved it. It was really fun. I especially got to shoot you at one point. You did. You were pleading She betrayed me. me. I was like, I'm a liberal, Claire. And I was. I'm like, don't shoot me. <laughs> and I was like. You're shooting the wrong person. <laughs> and little did I know, Claire was. I know, a fascist. fascist. And shot me. It was, it was interesting. Oh, mm. good Lord. Anywho. My recommend, my next recommendation is one that's really fun. It's an Instagram account. It's super light and great. There's two of them actually. At Trini Woodall, um, I don't know if you remember Trini and Susanna. They yeah, had a no, TV show it, yeah. where they helped women to just like dress really nicely and yeah, they know. dress for your body type and all that stuff. Well, Trini Woodall has kind of come back on the scene in a big way because she's 53 now and has launched her own makeup range called Trini London, which is also just cool to follow and lots of fun. But her... Instagram account is just so fun. It's just full of her. She has collected clothes for over 40 years and she just has the most incredible outfit choices. They're just spectacular and colourful and great. She has a lot of really practical advice, which I need because I always struggle with what to put on myself. She's 55? Yeah. She looks amazing. 53, I thought. I think it's 55. 55 well, she looks amazing as well. Mm. I mean, she's had a lot of Botox and things, but she's very into skincare and routines and sure. she takes a lot of supplements and all those sorts of things. But her layering of clothes is great. She does these Instagram TV, which is actually really fun. These longer form videos, they could be up to half an hour, where she takes you just through blazers and how to wear blazers, how to choose a great blazer, how to choose the right colours to kind of lift your face. And then she looks at like she's got a collection of amazing sequin jackets and how to wear sequins during the day and then she'll look at like winter coats. How do you wear sequins during the day? Do you put them on the outside of your body or the inside? Explain it to me, please. eat them. No, I know you wear them as a hat. What? I used to have like a rainbow sequin hat in the 90s. Used to. She wears it most nights. It was black. Yeah, I do. She wears it when she does the dishes. I thought you were going to say something else when I do the dishes. That's what I was going to say. Do the dishes. Yeah, doing the dishes. It's my favorite thing. My Mm. sequin. Anyway, outfit. And she also, you know, she has a great one on how to wear white sneakers and the best kind of ones to choose. How do you or, wear them? Do you wear them on the inside yeah, or the outside? Or dresses and like Please. just do how to, how to wear a great dress and how to and how to buy the perfect shirt. And her videos aren't perfect in any way, but they're just fun and silly. Oh, it's just a slice of life. It's just real, you know. Uh, no, she's just funny and fun. Yeah. And I and I just I really think there is something in someone who's done that level of styling and fashion and hair and everything for that long. Yes. So she's just got so much wisdom. 
And also her makeup line looks really fun. I haven't actually bought any of it, but it looks really fun too. So that's a recommendation at Trini Woodall on Instagram. Well done, uh, Trini Woodall. And well done, Claire, for doing that thing that she's doing. She said it's suggestible to podcast (laughs) because you want to, you can review the show. It actually helps the show by reviewing the show. So listen, uh, it's the end of the show. So I'm wrapping it up is what I'm saying. All right. So basically uh, you can do it right in app. You open up your app, you give it a bloody, whatever stars you think are appropriate. I think five would be the, the best amount of stars, but obviously it's down to the individual. This is from uh, Swinfort. It says, you guys are pretty epic. I'm probably too young to be listening to a podcast where two married people talk about stuff they like, but I feel like you guys are helping me grow into my own purse, own as a person. Thanks. Aww, yeah, that's, that's right. So lovely. It's great that you like it for now, but you'll turn on us as all young people do. <laughs> no, I support young people. Young people are awesome. Me too. Including myself because I'm younger than you. Yeah, by like pff, like a year maybe. Two years. Oh, podcast dog. I used, She's entered the studio. Oh, no, she's up. How's she got in? I was wondering how the door – oh, she's eating a fly. Eating a fly. Podcast dog is the ultimate fly catcher. She's nah. like the Mr. Miyagi of dogs. All right. I would also love to say. Well, technically, Daniel LaRusso was the one who caught the fly with the chopsticks. Miyagi was merely but demonstrating. He taught. He taught. Mr. No, he was Miyagi. trying to do it, and he said, "Have you ever caught a fly?" And he said, "I've never done it." But it's just like me, an exercise me, 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 me. in reflexes, and then Daniel LaRusso does it in like three times. Fine, Danny LaRusso. Daniel LaRusso. Daniel LaRusso. Our dog podcast dog is the Daniel LaRusso. Of, um, but when you think about catching. it, Mr. Miyagi was technically the more skilled All right, this combatant. Is so maybe she I'm is mi- the Miyagi of... Will you shut your pie hole? We'll give it some thought. No, I never give anything any thought, especially marrying you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I've really been mean to you today. No, I, I guess like I deserve you. it. I yeah. guess I deserve it. You do, Grinch. Okay, so... There are lots of recommendations that we have, but we also love to hear recommendations from you. You can do them at Suggestible Pod to us on Instagram or on the Twitters or on the Facebooks. We would love to hear from you. So this one is from I am Josh Stratton. Hello, Josh Stratton, a British tourist. Oh, wow. Yes. I'd like to recommend perhaps something for both of you. Annihilation. It's a short book by Jeff Vandermeer and then later Netflix film by writer-director Alex to, Garland. I've seen the movie. I haven't <gasps> read the book. Annihilation. Yeah. Was that the one with Natalie Portman? Correct, yes. Oh, I liked it's that. Excellent. Even though I don't like scary films, I really like that. It's a terrific movie. And the casting is brilliant. Um, I love Alex Garland as well. He oh. did Ex Machina. Oh, And he wrote brilliant. the movie Sunshine. Amazing. My oh, my God. How, how have you not read this book? It's apparently really short. Anyway, when making the film, Alex didn't try to remake the book into a film. Rather, he based the writing on how he remembered the book. Due to it touching on some semi-cosmic events, the end result is two different stories with similar themes, each playing to the strengths of its medium. It probably won't change your life, but it's good. Two hands up. Well, thank you so much, Josh. I mean, two hands up, like this. Yeah, it's an emoji, a two hands up emoji. No one can see you. It's an audio medium. Do you mean thumbs medium. up? No, it's two hands. Like this. The fuck does that mean? Well, who knows? And who cares? <laughs> oh, okay, a, you grump. emojis are a young man's game. Uh, are they? I actually feel like they've crossed over it to being an old man's game because my brother, who I always feel is on the pulse of what is cool, he always doesn't send me emojis anymore, and I always do, and I feel like it's an old person thing now. Let me get. Let me tell you something. Your brother, who sometimes listens to this show, he's not as young as he bloody thinks he is, man. I tell you that much. He's he, pretty bloody young. No, he's, he's, Eight he's, years younger than me, yeah, which but means he's. he's 50 years younger than you. <laughs> so why did you marry someone who was that many years older than you, Claire? Because you'd be dead and then I could take all your money. What money? You're an yeah, idiot. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I was banking on you being a bit smarter than you are. <laughs> all right. Are we done? That's it. We're done. Excellent. 
see you soon. I guess the show's called, this episode's called The Grinch of Christmas, I assume. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. (laughs) That's an arsehole at during the day. (laughs) I'm looking at an arsehole during the day right now. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Stop the show. (laughs) (laughs) No. Fine. Beep. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.